Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Hi, I'm Dara Kurtz, creator of CrazyPerfectLife.com, a place to go to help you find meaning each day, and author of the book, Crush Cancer, the book I needed when I heard those terrifying words, you have cancer, available on Amazon. Hi, I'm Garth Callahan. I am a seven-ton cancer thriver. But more importantly, I am also the original napkin notes dad. I've been writing notes to my daughter, Emma, and sticking them into her lunch ever since kindergarten. Welcome to the Coronavirus Thrive Podcast Edition. Dara and I are both sequestered for all intents and purposes in our homes. Not that we record differently, right? This is, for us, this is the same as as any of our other recording sessions, but the world has changed a lot and uh, we're starting to see other people kind of experience what Garth and Dara experience, which is we do a lot of our work at home. And there is a ton of fear and angst um, as well as hope out there. And Dara and I just thought that we should get together and talk about what was going on in our own lives and share some of our hopes and fears and see uh, see what we could learn from each other today. It's been a while since we've done an episode and we just, it's hard to even kind of think about how much the world has changed in the last few weeks. If you think about what you were doing, like, three weeks ago, and you think about what your life is like today, it's almost unimaginable. So we've, Garth is actually the coronavirus communications lead manager for his company. And so he's been really busy for the last few weeks. And that's why we're finally making the time to do this. But you've been on our minds. We have been wanting to sit down and talk to you and We know this is a hard time for you, for your families, for all of us. So we're hoping that we can maybe share some thoughts with you and give you some insights of ways that you can help yourself a little bit navigate these challenging times. Yeah, you know, when um, I was first brought into the uh, coronavirus response team, I will fully admit that I thought that this was going to be an easy job. Did you think and they were over? Did you feel like they were overreacting a little bit? Like, I did. Yeah, I, I could see that did. your personality would think that. <laughs> <laughs> um, cold, non empathetic. Is that what you're saying? Just, no, but it's like it was a few weeks ago. And it's just, it's unimaginable that we are where we are today. Right. Um, and so we didn't, we didn't have a lot of data that I could see back then that led me to believe that this was going to be a pandemic, let's say. The other thing too is to be brutally honest, I didn't understand the physical aspect of what coronavirus does to a body, right? So I just thought it was yet another- Like a flu. Like a a really strong, hard strain of flu. Yeah. So that being said, you know, uh, when I joined the team, I was kind of like, oh, you know, uh, how long do I, am I going to have to do this? You know, do we really have to change our policies and procedures? And suddenly within a day, I felt like I was a week or two behind all of a sudden. And it was just like, whoa, this is crazy. And now we are in Virginia last night was officially given shelter and home orders. Um, most of our, most of the States, I think somewhere around 75% of the country 
lives in a shelter and home state right now. And we're starting to see things like, you know, do we really need to, we don't have any fresh broccoli anymore. What are we going to do about that? Right. We're going to eat frozen or, right. So yeah. This- yeah. Well, I was glad it's, well, Virginia extended it, I believe through June last night. And, you know, I, I thought that was honestly, I, I that's a bold move, but I think we're all going to see that. I don't know. I just feel like if everyone stays at home and we all do our part, then we can move through this faster than if we ignore what's going on. Right. And, you know, one, I think one of the reasons why Virginia extended it until the end of June is that our, actually our governor pretty early in the process sent kids home from school and said the schools aren't going to reopen this this year. I remember that. Because of how our school year works, we're so tied into the tourism industry. Uh, most schools can't yes. start until after Labor Day, right? <laughs> and so, and so, it makes sense for him to say, you know, what we're going to kind of keep people in place until the end of June because that's when school would have really gotten out and kids would have kind of started their summer jobs in these tourism places. So let's ease the pressure there. Well, let's all pray that in June we can all go back to our lives. So a lot depends on kind of how we all act and behave between now and then, to be perfectly honest with you. Today, I was watching CNN and the number flashes up. And as we are recording this, the current death toll in the United States is over 3,000 for the coronavirus. And that's just an a number that I think sadly is going to continue to increase. I think we're going to see a lot more numbers and we're going to probably know people sadly. And so this is unlike anything that any of us have ever been through. We've never experienced this kind of situation. And so a lot of us are feeling anxious and fearful in really there's so much unknown here. There's so much unknown that is causing these feelings. What will happen? What will happen to my loved ones? Will I get it? Will I survive it? What's going to happen to my job, the economy? So we have a lot to talk about today. Dara, you've just like scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah, well, I was just like in panic. No, but Garth, let's be honest, okay? It's 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 a lesson in how to deal with uncertainty. That's what it is. Yeah, and and I and I I think I kind of alluded to this when we started prepping for this call that I I personally go to pr- some pretty dark places when I am in a situation like this. And not that I've ever been in anything exactly like this, but you know I felt very similar after the crash in 2007, 2008 timeframe, I was absolutely terrified of what was going to happen after 9-11. Because of um, the economy, because of the uh, fact that our country was uh, yeah, been attacked? So just, absolutely, right? So I just, I started your going security, through- Your security was- Right. I, I, my, my mind started to spiral into like doomsday scenarios. Like, how am I going to fit everything into my four wheel drive truck and go to the woods and, you know, and survive with my family. And even after, I don't know if you remember this or not, but a while ago there was this, um, the DC sniper shooting. Of course I remember. And he, um, they actually had made it to just North of where I live. People were and terrified. They were terrified, were terrified to get gas to go. Right. Yeah, it was. Right. Sick. So, I mean, I'm, 
I was getting gas and like scoping out the area. Now that we're, you and I are talking about this, I, I recognize it's because I absolutely do not deal well without a plan, without e- even if the plan changes, right? I, I still like to have a plan that I can at least work on that next step. And times like this just throw so much uncertainty into your life. And it's really difficult to, to look control. at that uncertainty. Right. It's, I mean, it's control. There's so much we can't control right now. There's so many unknowns. So what do we do with that? So, you know, let's talk a little bit more about what's going on. And then I really want to focus on ways that we can help ourselves navigate these challenging times, because there are absolutely things that we can do to help ourselves. And I, right now, my family, we're at, we're at about week three you know, I kind of like to say we're down here in bunker one. Uh, I do. I'm doing weekly face, face, Facebook lives now from bunker one. And this is week three of us being socially distanced. And, you know, I've learned a lot over these past three weeks and some of the, the anxiety that I've been feeling, maybe I'm starting to kind of settle into it a little bit and try to channel that into ways that I can help myself. But, um, if you're feeling anxious, if you're, if you're feeling scared, if you're feeling like, you know, how am I going to get through this? These are so normal and we're all feeling that way. Dara, I, again, you know, I've been doing this now for professionally for a few weeks. Um, I was actually, I actually took a look at when I started taking notes on this and it was over three weeks ago now. Yeah. And so not only am I dealing with this personally, but it occupies about 80% of my professional time. Yeah, and, so you can't get away from it. Oh, I absolutely can't get away from it. So, right. and, and, you know, the other thing, because I'm working so much about this, on this, it it actually has extended my work day. Mm-hmm. So not that I do this frequently, but I have, you know, in the past few weeks, I have worked until 9 or 10 or 11 o'clock on some nights because... I'm creating a communication and I understand the importance of words and, you know, where commas go and things like that. And so, and the communications are urgent. They need to go out right away. So don't worry, don't worry, folks. I've uh, this past weekend (laughs) gave Garth the lecture on you have to take care of Garth. So anyway, hopefully you'll be doing some serious self care in the middle of working those long days. I, I am. I'm. I'm blocking off time Good. to yeah. make sure that yeah. I can step away from my desk. And I think that's that was the thing that I really missed the most in the past few weeks because I do work from home, and which means that when I go, I actually go downstairs and eat lunch at the kitchen table. I don't bring my lunch back up to my desk. I oftentimes while I'm eating lunch, I might turn on the TV. And either watch something, I try not to watch the news, but I'll try to watch something interesting or fun for 15 minutes while I'm having lunch. I will occasionally switch over to my personal computer and read technology articles because, you know, I'm a geek. I love stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I just haven't had the time to do that. Yeah, you haven't had time to do anything. Right. And then both you and I have also recently experienced where our college age daughters have had to move back in with us. Right. There's uh, so many. Cha- that's why when I say when I think about what life looked like three weeks ago and when I think about where we are now, it's almost hard to even like wrap my head around the fact that 
our daughters are home. Their semesters are canceled. My youngest daughter, a junior in high school, is, you know, figuring out how they're going to have AP exams via online and what that's going to look like. It's just life is so different today than it was three weeks ago. It's almost hard to even comprehend. And, and I, just, I certainly don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but it's not ever going to be the same. And and there yeah. are going to be some good things that a hundred percent, a hundred percent, Garth. <clears throat> there are going to be, and we already are feeling some. Okay, you know what, Garth just gave me this look. Like what that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, I, I I didn't give you a look. If you perceived a look, I, but, I perceived a look. But okay, you, let's go with it. All right. So look, it's a blessing that my daughter is always at home. Okay. She's home from college. She doesn't necessarily want to be home from college. Of course not. I don't, I want her to be back in college, but at the same time we are having like in, in the middle of the darkness, we're having like some beautiful family connection time that we, it's almost like it's free time. It's time we weren't supposed to have. Absolutely. And that's, that is a good in the middle of the bad. Uh, yeah, you know? Emma uh, started her classes up again yesterday. So remote virtual classes using uh, Zoom. Yes. And let me tell you, so I've been an, an at-home worker now for years. I've had three or four jobs where I've either been able to work at home or I've primarily worked at home. And I follow a good morning routine to get into that work mode. But also working from home means that in the summertime, I can wear shorts because, you know, on, on camera, nobody sees that part Yeah. yeah. Right? or, you know, Dar and I, when we get together for uh podcasting, you know, it, it's not unusual for one of us to be in a row. It's rope not unusual for Dar to be in her jammies, but you know, I, I hope you notice that while I don't have any makeup on, I got dressed Absolutely. because that's one of the things I'm doing right now. When we talk about what we can do to help ourselves, which yeah. I'll, save for that time when we get there. So Emma, let me tell you, this kid put me to shame yesterday. Mm. She got up. I think her first virtual class was around 11. She's been doing a lot of pre-work in the past couple of weeks just to kind of get herself ahead for the rest of the semester. But she got up, she did her hair, she put on makeup. I think she might've even used perfume because she smelled really good. Oh my gosh, I love this. And it was like she sat down to do this class as if she were going to class in real life. Well, we can all learn from that because... That's a way that we can help ourselves. So I'm not going to lie to you. I spent the first two weeks of the coronavirus, <laughs> the coronavirus living at home situation, rotating pajamas. Okay. So what that means is that, you know, I might go to sleep in one pair of pajamas. I might wake up. Maybe I would take a shower sometime in the day. I put on another pair of jammies. Now, yes, I was exercising. So like I did definitely have some exercise clothes on because that's another thing that I'm a huge believer in, especially right now. But after about two weeks of this, I realized, and I think Garth, I think the reason that I was, I was trying to process what was going on, right? Like I was trying to make sense of it and it was causing, I I had a lot of fear and I had a lot of anxiety. So I'm not judging myself for being in that space because I think a lot of people are in that space right now, but I've recognized that, you know what, 
I wasn't helping myself. And so, you know, let's talk a little bit about what we can do right now to help ourselves get through this time. Well, I'm going to tee you up because you started to talk about this. Okay. And I'll I'll tee it up because um, I have a lot I, to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as do I. As do I. The power of pants. The power of pants. Yeah. So look, here's the deal, guys. You got to get on a routine. You're not helping yourself if you stay in your jammies till one o'clock and take a shower, and you're just like putting putting on another pair of jammies. You're not helping yourself if you don't have some form of structure. So my number one recommendation to you is figure out some kind of structure for yourself on a daily basis. Even if that means like before you go to bed the night before, you figure out what the structure for the next day is going to look like, you got to have a plan because it's something that you can control. You can control your schedule. You can make a schedule. It will make you feel like you are, it's empowering, And like Garth said before, you feel a little bit anxious if you don't have a plan. So creating that plan, that structure for yourself is a way to manage the stress a little bit. So um, on that note, I'll I'll ask you this question. Are you a bed maker? Okay. So I... (laughs) That's a yes or no. That's a yes or no. Nothing nothing is yes or no with me, as you know. So here's the deal. I am always a bed maker, but the past, so remember I said this was my third week, the first two weeks, no, I was not making my bed. I'm like, my whole entire routine was in pause. I am back to making my bed. I am, and it's, it's, it's just been a game changer for me. You have to provide that structure for yourself and take control of your environment and do what you can do to help yourself feel as normal as possible. So I don't know, I don't recall being a bed maker growing up. Like I I can't remember if my parents required that of me or not. And, and then I went to military college. Obviously I was a bed maker then. Probably Um, a very good one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and, and there were times that I, we actually chose to sleep on the floor Rather than in our bed, because we, we had an inspection the next day. Yeah, you didn't want to like have to. have to. Right. But I can honestly, genuinely say that from the time I left military college until the time I got married, I was not a bed maker. I was like, who's going to see it? Yeah. Uh, I'm getting up. I'm leaving my my house or my apartment. I'm going to work. I'm going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to come home to an unmade bed. And it doesn't matter because I'm just going to get into the bed anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, that is kind of how I treat, that is how I've treated in our bed, our, 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 our bedroom now. However, I've recently, again, because of the current situation we're in, I believe that even if it's just, you know, throwing up the covers so that your bed is made, we are in such uncertain times and we have such anxiety and there's so much else going on that at the end of the day, you might look back and think, oh, you know, I wasn't really productive today or I got called into some really weird work meetings and I didn't get a lot of work done today. But at the end of the day, you can at least say, you know what? I made my bed. I, I, I was able to get one thing accomplished today. It makes your room neater and tidier and it can put you help put you back into that rest and relaxation mode when it's time. I totally agree with you. And it's there's nothing like getting into a made bed when you tr- when you go to sleep at night. 
So it's actually going to help you. I think it'll help you sleep. So number one, get a routine, figure out a schedule. Do not stay in your pajamas all day long. So get up, get dressed like Emma, spray some perfume and make your bed. So that's the first thing you can do to help yourself. Okay. I think number two, limit your news intake. Now, when everything was first happening, I'm the kind of person that I like information and I was watching the news a lot. And while I think it's incredibly important to be informed and to know what's going on, I crossed the line where the information was not helping me anymore. It was causing me a significant amount of anxiety. And so I really think that it's a good idea to limit your news intake right now. So what does that mean? For me, it means I watch a little bit of news first thing in the morning and then that, then it's off. And then I watch the news while I'm making dinner and that's it because I can't and I don't need, and my kids certainly don't need, we don't need to have the news on all the time. You might well, feel differently about this. I, I don't. And I think one of the reasons why I don't feel differently is that we both grew up in a time where you might have had three or four television stations and news only came out, right? So you could watch morning news. There might have been a noontime news broadcast and then, you know, your local newscast at six and then Walter Cronkite at 6.30. We're showing our age. We, Absolutely. We also had to get up and change the channel. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and and one of us may have had to like hold the rabbit ears from time to time. No, to, right. To, totally. To, on the, on the black and white TV, but yeah. anyway, go on. Well, sorry. So, but today news is so readily available that you don't need to saturate yourself. Yeah. You, you know, if you miss a newscast, you can easily go to your channel website or browse Google news or whatever your favorite online news source could be. You'll get the same news delivered to you when you want it. And when you're ready to read it, or you can skip it. And again, you know, all you're doing is missing 12 hours worth of news, which might just be a recap of what yeah. happened 24 hours ago anyway. Well, I think we all know what the news is going to say going forward for the, in the short run, we know right. what it's going to say. It's going to okay. give us hard things to digest. It's going to give us anxiety provoking numbers. And we do have to be informed. We have to pay attention about what's going on, but you've got to protect yourself and pay attention to how it makes you feel. Well, and I think let's talk about those numbers really quickly, not okay. in terms of what the numbers are, but okay. what they what they mean to you and me and to the people who are listening. Okay. Right? So the numbers tell us that this is in fact a serious situation. And therefore, let's not focus on the numbers per se, because the numbers are what they're just numbers. They're neutral. But let's focus on what we can do ourselves. Right. So the number one thing is limit exposure. Right. So everything that you can do falls under that umbrella of limiting exposure, limiting your exposure and then limiting the exposure of other people to you. Right. Absolutely. And what, and what does that mean? It means stay at home. <laughs> you know, I have, I, I'm going to have to go pick up a prescription in about 25 days. It's not one that I can get via mail. I have to go to the pharmacy. And I'll tell you, I am absolutely going to make sure that I'm going at a time where there is fewer people and they are 
you know, they're going to stand far away from me. I'm going to make well, sure here's that the happens, thing. right? You need to not go in. You need to go to a drive through pharmacy. And if you don't have one, you need to like switch it to one that is a drive through Then you need to Purell your hands when you get the prescription. You need to take the bag home. You need to take a hand wipe and wipe the bag down. Then you need to open it up, take out the pills, take another wipe and wipe that whole entire jar throw the paper away and then wash your hands and then you need to spray down the surface okay that's right. exactly what well, you need to do <laughs> and, and again the, this all falls under the limit the exposure right so whatever yeah. you're doing whatever you're doing you know stay at home limit your exposure obviously if you work in an industry that requires you to leave your house just make sure that you're taking the appropriate precautions because that will help us keep those numbers lower. The, the, the number one way to protect yourself is to just not leave your home. Right. This is a community effort. And yeah. so I don't think that we need to chastise anybody or, or, or cajole anybody. But look, this is a, com a community effort. Everybody has to do their part. Yeah. I'm going to give you my two biggest tips on how to get through this. One is that we all are living in a very stressful, interesting, unprecedented time. And we deserve to give ourselves and those around us a little bit of extra grace. So whether it's Dara probably would never do this and she probably didn't even notice, but I am well past due for a haircut. Every man in this country is probably right. past due for a haircut. That's okay. It doesn't, I mean, that's just, it is what it is. Things even within our work environment, we're giving everybody some grace, right? So if, if somebody shows up on a web call and they haven't shaved or they're wearing a baseball cap or a hoodie, nobody's making any comments. If there's dogs barking in the background or kids saying, mom, I need a snack. Uh, yeah. you know, well, just, we're doing the best we can. Right. So, and that grace goes everywhere, right? So Lisa had a friend recently who was really going stir crazy in her house. She has a fairly full house, um, four children, husband, a dog. And so she drove over here and stood at the end of our driveway and Lisa stood on our front porch and they were mm -hmm. you know, 30 feet away and they kind of yelled to each other for mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes and just kind of did their thing, but completely understood giving each other grace as well as space. Yeah. Yeah. And my other thing is, and this is something I actually picked up from work and I really appreciated the sentiment behind it. Didn't practice it myself for a while and knew that I was at, at my breaking point and needed to figure out how to step back and, and do this. But whatever you were doing four weeks ago to manage your stress or anxiety or whatever in your life, whether it's meditating or reading or knitting um, or playing computer video games or you know, whatever, you still need to make sure that you're making time for that on a regular basis to help you decompress from this situation. And again, if you are not doing that, you need to make sure that that's part of your plan. Right. So with that said, let's talk about that a little bit deeper. So one of the things that I think is super important right now is for everyone to get some form of daily exercise, whatever that looks like for you. Even if it's a 15 minute walk 
while still practicing social distancing around your neighborhood, but definitely try to move your body because when we do that, we release some of the stress that we're carrying in our body, in our shoulders, in our neck. So just really pay attention to that. Right now, um, there are also a lot of online classes that you can get for free. So if you have local studios in your area, a lot of times you can do free online yoga classes. You can do free exercise classes. I mean, right now, there's a plethora of technology um, ways that you can stay active. So try to fit in at least 15 minutes of exercise every day. Another thing is Garth hit on meditation a little bit. And, you know, I've talked about that a lot here. I've increased my meditation every day to just a lot longer than I have been doing because I really need it right now. And so, you know, I've talked about the benefits of meditation so many times in this podcast. You can go to my website and get a free meditation at crazyperfectlife.com, whatever it takes, but really consider incorporating this into your day, even if it's just two minutes a day, because breathing, Breathe, just focusing on your breath and releasing some of the stress that you're holding on to is really going to help you. And also, you know, how cool would it be if at the end of all this, you can look back and you can say, you know what? I never meditated before, but I started doing it for one minute, two minutes a day. And now I have this new like habit that I've brought into my life. There could definitely be things that we take from this into our lives after this that could be beneficial. And with that said, you know, I made a list of all the things that I've always wanted to do and I never had time to do it. And let, let's face it, a lot of us right now, we've got a lot of time on our hands. And so I encourage you to intentionally think about things that you maybe have always wanted to do, just make a list after you listen to this podcast, whatever it is, just write down everything judgment free. And after you make that list, go back and maybe circle one thing this week and see if you can figure out a way to, to do it. I'll give you an example. I have always wanted to learn calligraphy. Okay. It's just something that I've always wanted to learn and never had time to do it or never made time to do it. Well, guess what? I downloaded for $40 a calligraphy course that I'm now taking and I ordered the little Crayola pins or whatever that you are supposed to use with this course from Amazon. That's like what they want you to learn with. And um, yes, when the package came, I wiped it down with a ton of lifestyle wipes. But the point is, is that every day I'm doing a calligraphy course module and I'm just trying to like think of ways that I can inspire myself or excite myself or, you know, just relax and help myself get through this, but also use my time wisely or be a little bit intentional with it. Why are it you is. laughing? I, I'm laughing because I'm doing something not quite as adventurous as calligraphy, although that was something I did when I was a kid. You know, I felt like notes. If, if this I, is more a, modern calligraphy though. Yeah. Well, I felt like if, if I, as a, a teenage boy wrote to girls using calligraphy that I'd have all the girls swooning. Uh, it, it did not work, by the way. 
uh, a friend of mine gave me a Star Wars TIE Fighter Lego set for my birthday mm. almost a year ago. Okay. And I have a personal rule where I don't use something until I write a thank you note for it. So it sat for a couple of days until I wrote a thank you note. And then just life kind of got in the way. Life got in the way. <clears throat> and so I decided I was going to pull that out yesterday. Love and it. And I'm going to like add just a couple of pieces together at a time and see if anybody else notices and maybe Emma or Lisa might want to join in. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. And the answer is yes, eventually they probably will. And I mean, I hope you're just leaving it out on your table, like a table somewhere in your house. Like I hope you just, it has a spot and then you can just go to it. Like you don't have to put it away. Right. I feel like all rules about all that, you know, are just they're gone. If you want, like, if you came into my house right now and you saw what's going on, you know, Zoe has her spot where she does her online courses and John's stuff is everywhere. Cause he's working from home. And, you know, there might be like some laundry that hasn't been folded in three days on a chair and, you know, it's okay. We're all just kind of settling mm -hmm. in, but figure out something that you've always wanted to do. Make that list. And I really encourage you every week to just try to figure out, can you do something on that list? Like, here's another example, okay? You know that I don't really shine in the cooking category. But one day I woke up and thought, you know what? I'm going to make some homemade bagels today. And Wow, that's adventurous. I know. Now, did it take me three hours to make the bagels? Yes. Did it matter? No, because I had three hours. And guess what? They were amazing. And that's why we have to exercise every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the exercise is really important. But I'm trying to kind of find like fun things to cook because let's face it, I'm making a lot of meals every day for four people. And there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of dishes right now. There's a lot of why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I was looking at the dishwasher the other day. I came up with this little joke in my head because yeah. it's it's sad funny, right? Mm -hmm. So the dishwasher was full. Like okay. you could not squeeze a paper yeah. clip into the dishwasher. And I thought, gosh, you know, three people eating five meals a day, that sure is a lot of dishes. Not, but, but kind of insinuating, oh, we are all we're doing through this is eating because oh, obviously, yeah. right, five meals a day. How many um, times is your dishwasher food. even running? How many times are y'all running your dishwasher every day? Um, so right now we're closer to a cycle of more than one a day, but it's basically like, do we run it in the morning? Yeah, and then no, I hear you. Right. So it's, it's not quite, it's not quite less than 24 hours, but it's getting to the point where, you That's know. That's a win. Consider it, that it, a win. Well, three people. So we do have a little bit of advantage there, but also all of the utensils that you use for cooking, right? So all of oh, the prep. Gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and we are a family who definitely enjoys time in front of a stove. Yeah. So Lisa, who is gluten-free, made awesome chocolate chip cookies for us the mm, other day. Just you that nice. appreciate chocolate chip cookies. Perfect. Uh, but that involves a, a lot, lot of dishes. Yeah. So find, make a list, figure out things that you want to do, bring, you know, incorporate that into your, into your day, into your week. And, you know, so here's my last tip, connect with people using technology, set up zoom calls with your friends, have FaceTime calls, 
reach out to someone that maybe you haven't had time to talk to in a long time, but you really care about and you want to talk to. Technology is the biggest blessing through all of this. It allows us to stay connected. It allows us to, um, you know, really talk about things that are going on and share. And you can really strengthen your relationships right now, actually, by kind of, and I know you're going to cringe when I say this, but leaning in because, I mean, I feel like that term is being used a lot right now. But, you know, really stay connected to the people in your life. Reach out to people that maybe you haven't talked to in a while. Let yourself be vulnerable. Be open and honest about how you're feeling. Don't keep it inside. And I think that that'll really help you not feel so alone, especially if you live by yourself. Because if you're someone that's living by yourself and you're working, well, obviously you're probably working from home. This can be an especially lonely time for you. And so really be intentional about reaching out to other people, even schedule, you know, weekly or nightly FaceTime or Zoom calls with your family and friends to help you have something to look forward to. I know that um, we've talked about this before, but my mom lives at home. She's by herself. My dad passed away, gosh, almost nine years ago now. And one of the things that I've done is I've made a daily practice of giving her a call, you know, sometime after work for me, at the, you know, towards the end of the day. And my mom is a very social person. She's not only social, but she's very active in her community from a volunteer and a church perspective. And all of that's gone away. Yeah. And so not that I've changed my habit per se, but I've still been very diligent about thinking, oh gosh, I've just worked, you know, I've worked two hours past dinner and I really don't have the energy to call my mom. But I'm recognizing that she is very isolated right now. And that phone call probably means more to her today than what it did three weeks ago. So, you know, look for those types of folks in your life that this sequestering might impact their mental state a little bit more than it is to Dara and myself because we're, you know, we're sequestered with our with our family. And that can impact my mental state sometimes yes. in a negative way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't want to go there, right? So, uh, That'll be our next episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I have to say we've, we've adjusted fairly well, although. Well, it's, yeah, you're, there's going to be moments. It's not right. perfect. And if you're expecting perfection, you know, you're this not going to get wrong it. podcast for that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to talk about something else. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that might be currently going through a, a health issue in the middle of dealing with the coronavirus. And, you know, that just puts a whole nother level of uncertainty and stress on top of what we're already dealing with. And so, you know, just know that we're thinking about you and we are sending you so much love and we're hoping that you are taking good care of yourself and that you use maybe some of the tips we've shared, but just take care of yourself, be safe, use all of the precautions that we've talked about that, you know, all of the Dr. Fauci, who is my new hero, (laughs) you know, use the resources that are out there, be smart, but also give yourself a lot of grace. And in that same area, I do want to talk about just Garth, I feel like it's going to be beneficial if you share with people, you have lived with uncertainty in your life for a while with regards to your health. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Garth doesn't even know that. You didn't even know that I was going to bring this up. He just gave me this look like, where is she going with this? But 
a common occurrence on the Thrive Podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But here's, this is very valuable information right now, okay? When you are diagnosed with cancer and when you go through something like that, it is very uncertain. You don't know what you're going to deal with. You don't know what's going to happen. And I don't feel like anyone can help us with that better than you. And so if there's just, do you have a couple things that you could really help people right now specifically that you really learned in dealing with the uncertainty aspect of your diagnosis and how people can use that to help them navigate these uncertain times? You know, what's interesting, it actually ties into the napkin note that I called up for today as well. Just to kind of recap my my health Right. So I've been diagnosed with cancer. I've, I've, I've heard those words. You have cancer seven times from doctors. I've had a kidney removed. I've had an adrenal gland removed. I did daily chemo for four and a half years. I've had multiple Mets show up right in my lungs, liver, and even my brain and had to have brain surgery about a year and a half ago. And I currently do monthly chemoimmunotherapy. Right. So we're just kind of laying the, the landscape here. Admittedly, my first diagnosis was very challenging in terms of learning how to manage what was going on with that. And if I could offer just one set of suggestions, it would be breathe, gather information, and then act. It's try to understand that whatever emotions you're experiencing, those are incredibly valid emotions, but they won't change or help the situation. So if you need to have a good cry, have a good cry. If you need to yell and scream, do that. If you need to, you know, go to the gym, not now, but no. <laughs> go, to, go downstairs and punch the punching bag you have in your basement. That's, you know, do that. But the emotions that you're experiencing are separate from the fact of whatever your illness or situation is and getting through that is to recognize and here's the note that i wrote to emma dear emma you are greater than your fears mm, yeah i mean i i admit right so i've been doing doing this for a long time and when i get a new ache or a new something of course i start to think about the cancer has come back or it's spread more or I'm going to have to have a different type of treatment, or I'm going to die, or whatever, right? But those are those are emotions that I can I have to manage separately from the course of treatment and having good conversations with my doctor and making data-based decisions. And here's the tough part: the only way to do it is to have practice, right? So you're not going to nobody's born with this skill. And so for those of us who are dealing with really tough health situations right now, we just have this extra added stress. Dara saw at the pictures, I had treatment last week. I was in with a mask. I brought a lightsaber because yeah. when I when I, I could wave it around and that was six feet, right? Like stay six feet away from me. I very much limited my exposure and I was anxious for the day, but also recognize that the my anxiety that emotion was separate from the fact that we had data driven decisions to 
have my blood work measured, have my treatment, right? So I kind of had to, I don't know, step out of myself for a little bit. I I was kind of like walking in parallel. So there was this Garth who was afraid and anxious, and then this Garth who recognized where he needed to be and got the job done. I think that's all so beautifully said and really helpful. And, you know, for people who listen to this podcast and you're not going through a health issue, but you are just, you're feeling so much anxiety because of the current situation. I think all of what Garth just said really applies, which is it's okay to have those feelings. Look at the data, pay attention to really what the experts are saying, reduce your exposure, you know, limit your risks and just take one day at a time and do what you can. But also what you just said, Garth, and which is that practice, right? So this is a situation that none of us have been through and we're practicing, if you will, how to deal with a crisis and how to move through it. So, you know, one of the good things that I think will come from all this is that we all are learning how to be stronger. We all are kind of learning how to be more resilient, if you will. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to have some hard days in the process. You know, and on that note, I'd like to say it's okay to have hard days. It's okay to yeah. acknowledge those, right? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you're human. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course you're having hard days and we all are going to have hard days while we go through this. The other night I was watching the news and I literally was sitting there watching the news and crying because it was a story that really, it's hard to watch other people suffer and you're seeing all the time really heart-wrenching stories about people that are going through incredibly painful situations. It's okay. Yeah. So we thank you so much for being part of the Thrive community. We could not be here without you and your support and your listenership. And uh, we value you more than you can even remotely imagine. And so we're, we're here. Reach out to us, you know, click, send us an email, message us on social media. If there's anything we can do for you, if there's a topic you want us to cover during this time, we are happy to do it. Stay healthy, take care of yourselves and know that we're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. You can find out more about me at napkinnotesdad.com. I invite you to get my free audio download, Reclaim Your Life at crazyperfectlife.com with tips and tools to help you feel your best. It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.